Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house of God. Hallelujah. On a Sunday afternoon reset service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As they were singing that awesome song about our awesome God, I begin to think of the reasons why we say that God is so awesome. We say that God is so awesome because He came to a void place and created the heavens and the earth. We say that God is awesome because Amen. He he healed, amen, those that were sick and he raised those that were dead. We say that God is awesome because, amen, he he moved on my mother or my uncle or my brother or, amen, he moved and miraculously brought, amen, people that I know out of the hospital rooms and he's done miracle after miracle and finances and and all of these things. I, I say that my God is awesome because of all the big things that I can think of. But I begin to think God's not only awesome because of the big things. He is my provider. He is my protector. He is my, amen, strong tower. He is a great warrior. He is, amen, the omnipotent only one and true God. I I understand those things, but he's also awesome for the little things. Somebody in this house today, you felt that, Your need, your desire, amen, your prayer that you would pray is too insignificant for God to even fool with. It's a big deal to you, or maybe it's not just a big deal to you, but it's something, amen, that you would love to see or to have happen or even have in your life. God is awesome. Because of a bottle of hand lotion. Now that I have your attention. This is going to seem very simple to some. But I believe there's somebody in this house today desperately needs to hear this very simple little insignificant story I'm about to tell you. We were preaching revival in Mississippi. Between services my wife's hands were dry. She went to her pink bag. She looked inside of her pink bathroom bag and she noticed that her hand lotion was empty. She said, man, wish I had some hand lotion. My hands are dry. I said, well, baby, I'll go to the store and get you some hand lotion. She said, no, don't worry about it. It's, it's almost church time. We got about an hour before service. Don't worry about it. We just, we'll just get some after church or we'll get some tomorrow. I said, okay. No big deal. Walked into service. My wife and my girls were sitting down, amen, ready for church to start. And this young lady, probably about 18, 19 years old, walked over to my wife and put my hand on her shoulder. She said, Sister Jackson, I I hope this doesn't seem silly. But I just felt like the Lord laid it on my heart to give you this bottle of hand lotion. And a tear began to well up in my wife's eye. Oh, not because she got her some hand lotion. She, she's not that excited about hand lotion. But it reminded her that the God that we serve not only cares about the big things. 
But there's somebody has some little things in your life today that you need God to do something. Or maybe it's just very insignificant. But can I tell you, I serve a God that is awesome. Amen. Because he'll give you some hand lotion when you need it. I serve a God, amen, that will bless you not only in the big ways. But I believe there's somebody here today, you just need something small in your life. I serve a God that is awesome. So awesome that he will raise you out of your grave. And he'll give you a little bit of, a little bit of hand lotion. Amen. I hope that story was a blessing to somebody. Because if not, I was just goofy up here talking about it. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I know you've been standing and I do appreciate that. Amen. I will ask if you would please remain standing. Let me read from the word that I'll let you be seated. And amen. I won't ask you to stand anymore. So if you stand, it'll be on your own. So if I didn't ask you to stand, I won't ask you to sit down either. Praise God. Amen. It's a tremendous honor to be here. Amen. Mark the 8th chapter, 22nd verse. Mark, amen, the 8th chapter, the 22nd verse. Brother McCall, give honor to you. Thank you so much, amen, for allowing me to be here. Brother Sanders, love and appreciate you so much. Thank you, amen, for all that you do to this music. Amen. Y'all do a phenomenal job. I'm a, uh, I thought about, uh, well, I'm not going to say that. That's mean. I, I appreciate, amen, all that you do. I was going to make a comment about how good the drummer was, but, you know, I, I understand he's still got to get out those double doors. I don't get his head too big. Praise God. Amen. He ain't even in here right now, or I don't see him. Praise the Lord. He's already out the door, so he's, he's good. He's in good shape. Amen. Appreciate all the ministry that's here, Elder. God bless you. Amen. The elders here, I appreciate you all so much. Amen. Very thankful for the work that you do. Amen. All the visitors, I appreciate you. I'm not very good at pulpit etiquette, so I'm working real hard right now. Amen. Mark, the 8th chapter, the 22nd verse. Very, amen, familiar story. The Bible reads, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw he looked up and he said I see men as trees walking after that he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored the Bible says and he saw every man clearly and he sent him away to his house saying neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town dear heavenly father Lord Jesus I love and praise you today God I thank you so much, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that we feel in this house today. I ask God that you'd anoint my mouth to speak your words today. I pray, Lord, that you'd anoint the ears of this congregation, God, that we would hear exactly what you'd have to say in this house today. I pray, Lord, that your anointing, God, would lay across us like a blanket. Lord, destroying everything, God, that holds us back and holds us down. I ask God that your will would be done. And the church said, in Jesus' name. Oh, say it loud, in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a great big loud hand clap of praise because he's worthy today. Amen. You can be seated today only if you want to. Praise God. The Bible reads, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him and besought him. Amen, to touch him. They asked him, 
amen, to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when they had spit upon his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. He said, do you see anything? And he looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. And Jesus said, that's not what I'm after today. And after that, he put his hands upon him again, amen, his eyes. And he made him look up and he was restored. And the Bible says that he saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell it to anyone in the town. I'm going to do what I do best and that's go ahead and get ahead of myself if that's all right. The Bible says that after he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him to look up, the Bible says he was restored. And he saw every man clearly. If you'd allow me a few minutes today, amen, I didn't bring you a message of hype. I didn't bring you a message, amen, to make you feel good about me. I did hope that you do invite me to come back and be with you. That is definitely, amen, my goal. But I brought a message today to you, amen, of challenge, amen, because we will never have revival, amen, until we first understand where we are, amen, in God. If you want to get stronger in God, you first have to know where you are in God. If you want to get deeper in God, I first must understand, amen, where I am in God. So if you allow me a few minutes, I want to preach on this very simple thought vision reset vision reset my challenge for you today is simply this has my vision blinded me from God's will in my life has my vision blinded me amen from God's vision Praise God, there's some of us in this house today, I understand very clearly, amen, that times are a-changing. I know, amen, things are going crazy on the left and things are going crazy on the right. But I want to challenge somebody here today, it doesn't matter the circumstances of the world that I live in, amen, God's vision is still the same and I want to hang on, amen, to the will of God and the vision of God, amen, not only in my life, but in the life of my family, the life of my church, amen, the life of those that are around me today I want to challenge somebody has your vision blinded you from God's vision in your life I plan on getting mean just for a minute then I'll work on hugging and and making up if that's okay but I've come to tell somebody today if your vision doesn't match up with your pastor's vision you need a vision reset if your vision amen it's cluttered by the world and changes day by day can I tell you you need a vision reset if your vision is self-centered so that you get the glory for everything that's done amen in your vision can I tell you today you need a vision reset if your vision only focuses on those things and those people, amen, that can help you get to where you want to go. Can I tell you today, you need a vision reset. Maybe there's somebody in this house today says, preacher, I haven't had a vision for a long time. I'm just going with the flow. I'm here because I'm supposed to be here. I'm there because I'm supposed to be there. Can I tell you, friend, it is time, amen, for a vision reset. If there's somebody in this house today that says, preacher, you don't know what kind of life I've lived. You don't know what kind of background I have. You don't know what kind of future I'm looking forward to. Can this evangelist from Mississippi tell you it's time, amen, for a vision reset. Can I tell somebody today, people will come and people will go. Churches will rise and churches will fall. Paint will fade and chip away. But God, I 
pray today, give me a vision that's not of my own, that is not a carnal vision, but it's a vision for the lost. It's a vision for the hungry. It's a vision for the starving. It's a vision for the broken. I pray today, God, give me a vision reset. Has my vision changed? Has my vision gone against the way of things that are around me? Has my vision caused me to be blind to the will of God in my life? Now, I know we're not shouting and running. It's probably not going to happen today. I hope that doesn't upset you very much. But there's somebody in this house today. I believe God has a very specific word for you. It's time for a vision reset. Why? Because without a vision... We're going to perish. Without a vision, we're going to fall. Without a vision, we're going to lose our desire. Without a vision, we're going to lose our drive. Without a vision, we're going to lose our want to. Without a vision, amen, we're going to miss out on the greatest revival that we've ever seen. But can I tell somebody today, I don't want any vision. I want God's vision. I don't want everybody else's vision. I want God's vision. I don't want this special thing or that special thing. But God, I just want your vision. You say, well, preacher, that sounds kind of funny. Has my vision blinded me? Blind people can't see. Can I challenge you today? Blind people can see. They just see differently than we do. Oh, blind people don't see with their physical eyes. Amen. I, I understand that. But if you, you've been in an elevator lately and you see those funny looking little dots, amen, beside the, the number of the floor, you wonder what in the world that is. That's called Braille. That's how blind people see what's, say, what's being said there. Amen. Though we look at people's faces and we judge people by the way they look and by the way they talk and by the way they act. It's a blind man that will walk up and put his hands on you. Why? Because that's how he sees. If it's not physical, if it's not, amen, there for him to be able to to, uh, put his hands on or or put some kind of carnality to it, pastor, it is not conducive to him. It is, in fact, in his way because it is a danger to him. Blind people see just fine. You go to a blind person's house and you watch that blind person move around his house, you would think he saw everything that was going on. Why? Because he knows exactly where the bathroom is. How does he know that? Because the bathroom does not move. It stays in the same place. He knows how many steps it is from his bed to the bathroom door. Amen. No, he couldn't tell you what color his uh, uh, walls are. He couldn't tell you, amen, the faucets. He couldn't tell you, amen, these things. But he can tell you exactly where the necessities are. Why? Because everything else does not matter. The only thing that matters is what is conducive to him at that moment in his life. You watch a blind man walk from his bedroom to the kitchen, you better believe he knows exactly where that coffee table is in the living room. You say, well, that's kind of funny. Well, it is funny because every single one of us, how many times have we stumped our toe on that very same coffee table with our eyes wide open walking through the dark? But see, what we have to understand is here today, if, I, if I'm blind, if I'm living a blind vision, those things can hurt me. Those things, amen, can tear me down. Those things can ruin me. Those things can send me off, amen, into a way of life that I never intended to go on. But can I tell somebody here today, when I have a godly vision, amen, those things are not meant for evil, amen, but God's going to turn them into good. Those things that stump my toe, amen, are there to strengthen me and to raise me up, not to tear me down. I want 
want to encourage somebody today. Don't be discouraged by where you are. Amen. But know that God has a vision and God's got a plan. And just get your mind made up. It's time. Amen. To give God a chance to give me a vision. Reset in my life. And let me see what God has in store for me. find ourselves in a position, Pastor, when I can only survive when things are there to help me out. There's a bunch of y'all bigger than I am in here. So y'all just be careful. The drummer's back. I know he's quick on them sticks, so he's got to be able to fight. Praise God. We find ourselves in a position to where I'm only surviving around and with those things that are conducive to me and my wills and my wants. It's not revival, Pastor, unless it's the way I see it should be the outcome. It's not a move of God unless I know this and I know that. And this goes here and this goes there. But I've come to tell somebody today, I serve a God that says it's not about this building. It's not about these four walls. It's not about these pews. But it's about the lost. It's about those that are hungry. Amen for him. And we've got to have a vision to reach those that are lost. Have a vision to reach those that are hurting. Have a vision to reach those that need a move of God in their life. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter where they live. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what's on their minds, what's on their hearts. It's God, I've got a vision. Amen to see their souls saved. I've come to provoke somebody today. If you're not happy with the way things are, maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. God changed this. God changed that. God fixed this person. God fixed that person. When's the last time you said, God fixed me? I want to reset. I don't want everybody else to be reset. I need to be reset. I want you to have revival. I want you to have growth. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. But if I don't get it myself, what good am I doing here? I need a vision reset. Why? Because my vision's gotten cloudy. How's it gotten cloudy? It's got cloudy by my own ideas, my own mindset. I knew it was going to be thick, but I didn't think it was going to be this thick. Some of us here today, amen, we've been living this thing so long, we done forgot what it's like to put our foot on the gas because cruise control has been set for years. Amen, we've forgotten what it's like to turn left, praise God, when the emergent turns right. Amen, we've forgotten what it's like, amen, to stand up and say, you know what, it's quiet right now, but bless God, I've got a testimony. Amen, you know what, amen, they're not singing a fast song right now, but bless God, I've got a dance in my spirit. I've come to tell somebody, I'm ready to close my physical eyes and open my spiritual eyes and say, God, let me be the key to revival. Let me be the key to my family. Let me be the key to this city. God, let me be a key. Let me have your vision today. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me right now. Amen. If I'm not having revival, it ain't God's fault. It ain't my pastor's fault. It ain't the ministry's fault. It's my fault. I'm looking at this thing the wrong way. I want to have church on a good day. I want to have church on a bad day. I want to have church when everything's right. And I want to have church when everything's wrong. Oh, I feel somebody getting with me right now. There's somebody in this house today. It's time to get a new vision. I need to reset it the way I'm seeing things right now. 
We get mad when things get out of order because it messes up our. If they had oranges or potatoes, they'd be throwing them right now. Who moved that coffee table? Why ain't my coffee pot where I always keep my coffee pot? I know some of us are looking at me today and saying, what in the world has my coffee pot got to do with church? I'm not talking about the carnal things. I'm talking about the spiritual things. Amen. Why in the world is he, why is he singing that song again? Amen. Why in the world is he preaching that message that way? Why in the world is he doing this? Why in the world is they doing that? Amen. I want to tell somebody today, God, give me a vision reset to where all I see, Lord, is your will in my life. It ain't about this. It ain't about that. But God, it's about you. It's about getting sold out and rededicated and redevoted. Amen. And where you want me to be today. We get so aggravated that our vision doesn't come to pass in our timeline. Personally, I think I should have been preaching general conference a long time ago. One day, in Jesus' name. But if not, it's going to be all right. Now, my feelings will be hurt, though. We find ourselves in a place to where if it doesn't happen as fast as we think it should happen... Amen. We begin to get discouraged. Amen. No doubt each and every one of us here today could lift our hand and say, yeah, I wish my entire family was here right now, hanging from the chandeliers, drop-kicking, signaling fans. Amen. Running the aisles, talking in tongues, living for God. Yes, I wish those things, but can I tell you today, amen, there may be something else God has in store for them first. Yeah, I'd love to have gotten in church when I was five years old, but I waited till I was 22. I'd have loved to have gotten the Holy Ghost, amen, a long time ago. But guess what? I didn't. And my question today is I'd either get mad at God for letting me do all that stuff I did before I came to church. Or I can say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I lived a life that lets me know I don't ever want to go back to where I came from. Amen. I lived a life I never want to be what I used to be. And every time, amen, the enemy gives me opportunity, amen, to backslide and go back out into that world, I can say, no, no. Amen. I've got experience in that drug addiction. I've got experience in the alcoholism. I've got experience in the club scene. I've got experience in all of those things. And I've got news for somebody today. I've got to pray God refresh my vision. I want to see God what you've got in store. I want to see God what you have in store for our lives today. I need a vision reset. Why? Because pastor I'm slowly losing my vision. I didn't mean to stay here this long but there it is. If my vision only focuses on those people that can excel me to where I want to be, then I need a vision reset. I'm fixed to tell on myself again. There was a time in my ministry and I did everything I could to pass up every home missions pastor to find all them big time pastors I could find. Why? Because I want to be in the big time pastor space. I want to be in those that held this and those that did that. I, I want to be there. I want to be in those faces. I want to talk to those. I want to connect to those. Why? Because they could get me to where I wanted to be. Whew, that hurt a little bit right there. Tell on yourselves always. I like telling other people. I don't like telling myself. God blessed. God moved. God did some things. But can I tell you, a home missions pastor came up to me. He said, Brother Jackson. 
He said, I ain't got a dime to pay you. He said, I ain't got nothing in the world to give you. He said, I got a small congregation, a little storefront building. He said, but Brother Jackson, I feel like God just laid on my heart. You got to come preach. I, I want you to come preach to us. I want you to come, amen, and just do what God's done for you. And I said, sure, I'd love to when you want to do it. He said, I want you to come, amen, on, on such and such Sunday morning. Amen, that, that, that Sunday morning worked out just perfectly. But I said to myself, man, I sure would like to be at that big church up the street. Am I just telling on myself or am I preaching to somebody? Can I tell you, when I walked into that little building, Pastor, when I walked in that little storefront building, and there was about six or seven, amen, elderly people sitting right there on the front pew. Amen, every one of them come up to me and said, hey, my grandson's supposed to be coming today. Amen, my granddaughter's supposed to be coming today. Amen, my daughter, she's back, been backslid for 20 years, but she said she's going to be here today. And I begin to get up there and I begin to pray and I begin to ask God, amen, God, I want you to use me. God, I want you to do this. God, I want you to do that. But those hungry souls begin to come in that back door. All of a sudden, I begin to remember this thing ain't about me, but this thing is about doing a work for God and can I tell somebody today amen there was 12 that received the Holy Ghost that morning amen we're baptized in the name of Jesus why because I said God give me a vision reset I want to see what you're hungry for I want to see the revival that you want me to have God let me be in your will God let me be what you've called me to be I want to encourage somebody today. I don't care if you get the Holy Ghost amongst 10,000 or if you get the Holy Ghost all by yourself out in the middle of a field somewhere. God, let me have your vision. Amen. To reach the lost. Yes, I'd love to fill this church. Yes, you'd love to build this church 25 times bigger. Yes, I think you should plan on it. But right now, you should be focused on the harvest. God, don't let my vision get clouded by what could happen 25 years from now. But God, let me have a vision for today. Let me have a vision for the homeless I've seen up there walking down the road. Let me have a vision for the waitress at the gas station. Let me have a vision to see that person who is sad, lonely, and broken, pumping gas. God, give me a vision for today. Reset my vision, God. God, give me a vision. Reset. Bring me back to where I need to be. I'm tired of focusing on the bad things. I'm tired of focusing on what I ain't got. I'm tired of focusing on what ain't happening. I'm tired of focusing on who ain't here. I'm tired of focusing on all those things. But God, let me have a fresh vision for today. See, the blind man had his reputation. He knew exactly how to get everywhere he was going. Why? Because he had everything perfectly placed. And he could do everything that he wanted to do. He could go everywhere he wanted to go. But can I tell somebody here today, a blind vision limits you to everything God wants you to do. Because your blind vision won't allow you to get outside of your comfort zone. My blind vision won't allow me to be used of God the way I truly want to be used of God. Bible says they brought him to Bethsaida and they besought him to touch him Bible says that Jesus took him by the hand and led him where right back into the middle of his comfort zone no 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 the Bible says he took him out away from the city away from the carnal things I've got news for us our blind ambitions our blind vision amen is nothing but carnality at its best 
Why? Because it's what I thought of. It's what I came up with. It's what I foresee. It's my dreams. It's my thoughts. It's my hopes. And what I need to be saying is, God, what's your dream? What's your hope? What's your vision? What's your calling in my life? God, what is it that you want me to do? It's not about my beliefs. It's not about my understanding. It's not about my wants. It's not about my deal. It's not about what I know, what I think I know, and what I don't know. But it's about, God, where are you willing to lead me? God, where are you willing to place me? God, where are you willing to put me? God, what is your will? Give me a vision. Reset. He led him away from the city. Away from his comfort zone. Away from where he was a big wig at. Away from where he had all the answers. Away from every all that good stuff. Jesus said, come on, bro, let's do this thing. Jesus didn't push him. Jesus didn't carry him. But Jesus held him by the hand. The Bible says that he led him. In other words, that blind man had to walk too. You know, the hardest thing in the world to do is to leave what you think is right. To allow God to show you truth. Uh, I know I'm feeling thin ice right now. Y'all just stay where you are. Don't get too close to me. We won't fall in. All right? Spread out the weight. Praise God. Spread out the weight. Thin ice can hold us as long as we're careful. Bible says he brought him out of the town. He spit on his eyes. He put the anointing. Amen. God always anoints us right where we need it. If my leg ain't hurting, God ain't interested in anointing my leg. Come on, somebody. Amen. If my Bible reading ain't in, ain't, ain't, ain't in trouble, praise God, then God's not going to start slapping me in the back of the head about reading my Bible. Amen. If my fasting, amen, isn't slack, pastor, pastor, God's not going to jump on me about my fasting, but God's going to come to me and approach me about the things that are wrong in my life. And there's somebody here today, your vision is in a bad spot. Spit on his eyes, and the Bible says that he laid hands on him, and he asked him, he said, do you see Do you see anything? He said, yeah, I see men as trees walking, Jesus said, no. <laughs> see, the trees are God's creation, that's God's will, that's God's way, but men walking, we know what that is. See, well, I see trees, God, I see your will, I see your idea, I see what you're heading to, I see what you like, but I also see men walking, I see my way of direction. See, I see your destination, but I see my direction. How many knows Google knows how to get there better than you do? And I'm glad about it, too, because I've been lost a whole lot if it wasn't for Google, praise God. How many knows God knows how to get there better than you do? How many knows that God knows what you're about to do is going to make things worse, not make things better? Well, God, it looks good to me. It sounds good to me. I think it's okay. I want to minister to my family like this. God says, no. This is the reset. I hope this is the reset y'all was wanting. There's some of us in this house today we need to understand. Amen. I've done more harm than good. Why? Because of my blind vision, my blind ambition, my blind desire, my blind direction. He led him away from the city. He spit on his eyes. He said, do you see God? He said, yes, God. I see your will, but I see my direction. I see where you're heading, but I see how I need to get there. And God said, mm Pastor stands up and says, God's given me a word for the church. We're going to do such and such, such and such. All of a sudden, 30 people get 30 different ways to do it. Pastor says, this is how we're going to do it. All of a sudden, five of y'all say, I know a better way. Are you all right? 
we cool? All right, he's, he's all good. I'm all good. As long as pastor's happy, I'm happy. He's, he's, he's bigger than I am for sure, so he's on my side. We can take a couple of y'all out, bless God. And I know his boys are going to be on his side, so I know what's up with the boys, praise God. Get you some. Amen. We find ourselves in a place where God says, I'm going to bring a revival. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring that. I'm going to open this door in ministry. I'm going to open this area for the church. I'm going to bring this here. I'm going to put that there. And the first thing we do is say, God, I know how we can do it. God says, no, I've already got this in store. I've already got the ball rolling. I've already got everything happening. This is what I need you to do. I need you to pray. I need you to worship. I need you to give God the glory. I need you to come to church. Amen. And be ready to have church. For when they walk in that door, you don't have to get ready. You're already ready. God, give me a vision of what you have in store. God, give me a reset. I don't want to get ready when it gets here. I want to be ready when it gets here. I see men as trees walking. I see your destination. I see your will. But I see some of me in there. God says no. See what God was dealing with was a little thing we like to call humanity. Don't you know that gets us in trouble. I put my own twist. I put my own idea. I put my own thought in there. I'm trying to behave. Praise God. I don't have a watch on but I do that to make people feel better. Like oh he's checking his watch. He's almost done. (laughs) There's no watch there. The Bible teaches us first thing Jesus did was lead him away from his thoughts, lead him away from his ideas. Can I tell somebody today, it's impossible to see where you are while you're standing there. Come on. You get, you, you, I know we got some hunters in the house. You place him in the middle of the woods and he ain't never been there before. He can't tell you exactly where he is. But if you'll bring him up out of that, he can tell you where he was. See, the vision that we need to have today is, uh, God, I don't need to know where I am. I need to know where you want me to be and where I was. Because right about now, I'm on my way out of where I was and heading towards where you want me to be. Right about now, I'm not standing where I was 10 minutes ago. Why? Because I'm getting a vision reset. It's time to come out of my way of thinking, come out of my ideas, come out of my anger, come out of my things, and say, God, this is about you. What do you want, God? That's the direction I'm going in. Then I can look back and see that's where I was. Man, I was way off course. I was gone out of there. He pulled him out from where he was so he could see. And he showed him. He said, yeah, I see, God, what you're trying to show me with me and his trees walking. God said, no, I got this. So what did he do? He high-fived him in the forehead again. I don't know, he might have, praise God. Some of us need that. Little carpet burned on the forehead, never hurt nobody. Amen. I've had that once or twice. He began to pray for him again. He laid hands on him again. He prayed again. The Bible says he looked at him. He said, now what do you see? And what blows my mind about this whole thing, he said, preach, you've been preaching about blind man all day long. The Bible says, and his vision was restored. This man was never born blind. But this man saw before he found himself blind. This man was not born blind. But this man, something in his life took his vision. 
There's some of us in this house today, maybe 25 years ago, you was going to be the greatest soul winner Lake City, Arkansas has ever seen in their life. Amen. Maybe six months ago when you came to God and God began to restore some things and do some things in your life, you was about to be a preaching machine. Maybe, amen, five years ago when you walked through those doors and God began to deliver you and God began to work on you and God began to change you and you stood up and you said, God, I'm going to be the best saint you've ever seen in your life. But now we've allowed something, amen, begin to rob us of our vision. Amen. Now I don't feel like I'm the best saint that I ought to be. I don't feel like I'm the best soul winner that I ought to be. Why? Because I've allowed something to cloud my vision. I don't see it as clear as I used to anymore. Now I don't see how I can be the best preacher in Arkansas. Now I don't see how I can be the best pastor. Now I don't see how I can be the best soul winner. Now I don't see this and now I don't see that. Amen. I've come to tell somebody I want a vision reset. I want to be able to see clearly. Amen. What God has in store for me. I want to be able to see it without void, without issues, without obstacles. Oh, I know obstacles will come, but if I can keep a clear vision, Pastor, I can step over the hurdles that are in my way. I can continue forward in what God has in store for me. Anybody remember when you first got the Holy Ghost? The devil could smack you himself in in the mouth, and you just look at him and smile and keep on trucking, doing your thing for Jesus. But now your vision ain't quite like it used to be. Come on, church folks. Oh, I can remember, Pastor, amen, 18 years ago, I could see this place full and blowing out that wall, blowing out this wall and raising the roof and doing all that. But now it's been so long, I don't see it like I used to. Now I come to the house of God, I don't expect visitors, I expect the very same people that's always there. What happened to your vision? Come on. Pastor, I want, to, I want to talk to you after church. Pastor, I, I want to start teaching Bible studies. Pastor, I want to go out and do this. And I want to have car washes with the youth and raise money. Amen. To help the homeless. I, I want to do this. And I, God, I, Pastor, I want to do this. And Pastor, I want to do that. And Pastor, I want to do this. And Pastor said, yes, yes, yes. Here, 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 here. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And it worked for a little while. But my vision started getting cloudy. I didn't quite see things like I did before. Why? Because maybe it wasn't happening as fast. You know, my first car wash, we didn't raise $42 million. We raised $42. Dollar. Maybe that first Bible study went well, but the next four, I never even got to finish them. Was it my fault? Maybe two of them was my fault, but the other ones wasn't. They said, no, they said, no, I got to stop. They had things come up. We began to get discouraged. See, this blind man had always been blind. See, he used to see. But something began to rob him of his sight. The Bible says that God began to take him out of where he had made himself comfortable. See, when he could see, I'm sure he stumped his foot on that table every once in a while. Why? Because he was in a hurry to get to where he was going. See, now we're not in a hurry to get to where we're going no more. Why? Because I don't see it like I used to. Oh, yeah, we'll fill the building up. Probably when I'm 90. Yeah, that's how it'll work. Used to be in nine days. Now it's 90 years. Used to be we're going to fill this thing up next weekend. Now we're going to fill this thing up. For my grandkids, they'll, they'll enjoy a full church. Why? Because our vision isn't like it used to be. The Bible says he began to pull him out. 
from where he made himself comfortable. Where he arranged everything to be perfect for him to survive in his little bubble. So his little vision can still be blamed on somebody else. Whew. laid hands on him and says, do you see? Yeah. Some loud mouth from Mississippi came and preached. I, I can see God. Yeah, I can see something, man. Woo I'm getting fired up for the next 10 minutes. Can I tell you, I'm not coming to preach to you to get you fired up for the rest of the day. I haven't come to preach to you. If I wanted to, if we wanted to preach hype, amen, we'd have never got through the first song, amen. They did good enough. We could have just took off running, kicked out some ceiling tiles, busted out a window or two, man, had church for a good two and a half hours, and we could have had hype for the rest of the day. But I've come to provoke somebody, amen, to get you mad enough at where you are, to get you angry enough that the enemy stole your vision, to say, God, I don't want just a fresh vision. I don't want a new vision. God, I don't want this, but God, give me a vision reset. I want the vision I was hungry for 20 years ago when you gave it to me then I want the vision God that you gave me hungry for 10 years ago I want the vision God that I've always longed for God give me a reset I don't want a new vision I don't want a fresh vision but God give me the vision you originally had for me to have God give me a vision reset he let him out he said, I see men as trees walking right now. Somebody, yeah, I can see it, but I still have this and I still have that. Well, then you need to pray some more. Or I need to preach another hour. He laid hands on him again. He said, do you see? And the Bible teaches us that his vision was restored. Now watch this. Jesus specifically told him, go home. Go to the house. Go to your house. Don't go to the city. Don't even talk to nobody from the city. Go home. Why? God says you need to go to where you belong, not where you think you should be. Oh. See, I believe if somebody is willing to open up and allow God to begin to speak to them and allow God to begin to move on them, God's going to tell you you are out of place, friend. And God's going to show you where you're supposed to be. I've got news for you, church. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. This train's coming in sideways, Pastor. I mean, it's going to come in sideways. It doesn't matter if you're at the engine or if you're somewhere in the caboose. God, just let me be on this train. Let me be where I'm supposed to be, doing the job I'm supposed to do. God, let me have a kingdom vision. Let me be kingdom-minded. God, give me a vision reset. I want to be in your will. He said, go home, go to where you belong, get in where you belong, not where you think you should be. Some of us may realize that where we belong is a better place than where we think we should be. He said, go home. He said, don't even talk to nobody. What's that mean? Don't even entertain the old school stuff that you had laid out and planned out. Don't even go back and look into the old notes in six months from now. Go to where you belong and start doing what God has called you to do. Because if my big toe starts trying to pick my nose, 
kind of funny, ain't it? Why is that funny? Because this finger is what picks my nose. Not my big toe. Right? If I kiss my wife with my knee, that ain't going to work out too good, is it? I did it in love. I love you. Right? Why? That's not what my knee's here for. My knee's here so I can walk. My big toe's so I can have balance. My finger's here to do the things my finger's supposed to do. And my lips are here to do the things my lips are supposed to do. And my elbows are here to do the other things my elbows are supposed to be here for. My shoulder's here so the things can do for my shoulder. And in my heart's where it's supposed to be, my lungs. And you hear what I'm saying, church? If we'll get where we're supposed to be, the body of Christ will work like it's supposed to work. Everything will do like it's supposed to do. And we'll do more than survive. We will thrive. We will do the will of God. And we will see revival. We will see results. But God, I'm praying today for a vision reset. Set. Go home. Go to where you belong. Don't go to where you think you should be. How can I get there? That's a good question. I'm glad I asked that question. Brother, if you will come and tickle these plastics. We had a real piano up here. It'd be ivory, but we... If it's an organ, it'd be copper or something, praise God. I don't know. How can I get to where I'm supposed to be now that I am where I am? Bible says they besought him to touch him. Question. Who were they asking to touch who? Who were they asking to touch you? Jesus spit and put clay on the blind man's eyes and he went and washed and he was healed. But the woman with the issue of blood, she touched Jesus. So we could go all the way down the line, Jesus touching folks and the little girl, you know, Jesus touching folks and things happening, God raising people from the dead and healing the blind and healing the sick and healing the lame. Or we can go where people touching God and the same thing's happening. So the question was, who were they asking to touch who? Now, you may not believe this, but I'm not the smartest person in the world. Not all y'all had to laugh at one time. But I found out something not long ago, Pastor. People who are trained to deal with blind people. One of the first things that they learned when dealing with a blind person and moving them from one place to another is you never reach for them first. Because if you reach for them first, you put them in danger of hurting themselves because they don't know your hand is there. They don't know the wheelchair is there. They don't know the walker's there. They don't know the cane's there. They don't know that's there. And if you go to pull them before they're ready to go, you will cause harm and could even cause them to fall and do major damage to their lives. They besought him to touch him. Who do you think they were asking to touch who? 
my understanding of dealing with blind people is when they're ready to move, they will put their hand out first. And when they put their hand out, the leader will put their hand underneath theirs. Because when that blind person puts his hand out, he's telling them, I'm ready to move. Oh, I believe that sometimes God needs to hit us with that Holy Ghost baseball bat. Oh, I believe that. I believe some of us, Jesus needs to snatch us up by and choke slam us. I believe that 100%. But when it comes to the lasting things in the kingdom of God, God is never going to just propel us to a place we're not ready to go. I want everybody to stand with me just for a minute. It's my understanding that when I, if I'm blind and I'm ready to be led, I will put my hand out so that the person leading me can grab me and, and, can, and can tell me or, and give me the instruction that I need to go where that person that is leading me is taking me to. Because see, if I'm blind, I can't see like the person leading me can. What's that song said? Lead me, Lord, and I'll follow. I'm not asking you to play it. I just know he's the music guy. I figured he'd know. What's that song say? I can't even walk without him holding my hand. Why? Because he sees things I can't see. He knows things I don't know. He's got a vision that I don't have. The first song that they sung was what? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. The second song they sung, in that song it says, let me see, God. There's some of us in this house today, if you would think about it for a minute, your vision isn't quite like it used to be. So what's my prayer today, Pastor? I need a vision reset. I need a vision reset. Oh, I'm not telling you dying and going to hell. I'm not telling you you ain't reading your Bible. I'm not telling you you're not dedicated to church. I'm not telling you you ain't dedicated to your pastor. I'm not telling you you don't love your family. I'm not telling you you don't love God. I'm not telling you you ain't got the Holy Ghost. I'm not telling you none of those things. I'm telling you your vision ain't clear as it used to be. Your desires aren't as strong as they used to be. There's somebody in this house today, you can remember a time in your life when you couldn't think nothing more than God filling you with the Holy Ghost. But it didn't happen the first time you prayed. It didn't happen the third time you prayed. It didn't happen the tenth time you prayed. Can I tell somebody here today, it took me eight months to get the Holy Ghost after I was baptized and repented of my sins. Eight months of every single altar call, I was there. Getting carpet burned on my forehead. Every time somebody ran the aisles, it was me or I was second. Every revival service, every baptismal, I was one of the first ones up there. Every outreach, everything that I could possibly do, I was there. But it took me eight months. Why? Because I had some things I wasn't letting go of. Oh, on the outside, I looked like I was doing everything I was supposed to do. But my vision wasn't actually clear on what needed to happen for me. For me to get the Holy Ghost. So if I can be an encouragement to somebody here today, maybe 
you've been seeking the Holy Ghost for a little while. Can I tell you, it's time to get your vision reset and let me see me getting the Holy Ghost just as clear as I did the day I come out of the water and was expecting to be talking in tongues when I came out of the water, but for some reason it just didn't happen. Maybe there's a minister in the house today and you think your ministry should be a lot farther along, amen, than it should be. That, that's good. You, you should always want to set goals that are out there, set some that are easy to reach and set some that are hard to reach. But don't you dare get mad at everybody else because you've allowed your goals to outweigh your anointing. Maybe there's some saints in here today. You need God to do something very specific in your life, but instead of praying, God, I'm waiting on, I'm ready for you to do it, you're starting to pray, God, I'm guess I'm just waiting on you. It goes from a, a win to an if. Maybe there's somebody in this house today, there's some, there's some growth issues in your spiritual life. And everybody else's problem is why you're not where you're supposed to be, but I've got news for you, friend. It's time for a vision reset. Pastor, I know six years ago I was, I was the most zealous saint that you had. Brother Sanders, I know, amen, it wasn't long ago, man, I was push, 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 push. And you were like, just hang on, just hang on, just hang on, just hang on, just hang on. I'm sorry, I didn't know that y'all had a vision I didn't have. See, I just had my vision. I didn't realize y'all had God's vision, and now I see Here's what I want us to do. And I, I know y'all got some phenomenal preachers coming so they can fix all that I broke today. I didn't come here today to hang from the chandeliers. I knew it when I walked in the door. And I like hanging from the chandeliers. I like that. I like yelling and running and flipping and shouting and kicking people. I love it. But what good is running around the church 25 times? What good is marching around Jericho... 13 times but not seeing the walls fall because I wasn't fully obedient to what God laid on my heart to do. The victory was in the obedience. The victory was not in how they saw things were going to happen. It was allowing God to play it out the way that God saw fit for it to happen. I know I'm boring you half to death, but just give me a few more minutes. There's somebody in this house today. I'm not killing your dreams. I'm not trying to kill your dreams. I'm not trying to kill your hopes. I'm trying to encourage somebody here today. God has a plan. And if I can get in on that plan, if I can be one of those blue marks on the blueprint, if I can be something in there somewhere that helps put this thing together, then that's exactly what I want to be and what I want to do. Here's my question. Has my vision blinded me from God's vision? Has my ways blocked me from God's ways? Have my thoughts completely Put in disarray God's thoughts in my life. Church, I don't want God to catch my vision. I want to catch God's vision. 
I don't want God to commandeer, amen, to what I think is right. I want to change to what he says is right. There's somebody in this house today. You want to see your family saved? Let's get a vision from God. Give me a vision reset. You want to see this church grow? Let's get a vision reset. Not a new vision, a vision reset. Amen. Let's get this thing put back. Amen. Right where it's supposed to go. You want to see God use you? Let's get a vision reset. You want to see God do a miracle in your life? Let's get a vision reset. I want there's somebody begin to step out of those pews today and say, God, amen, I want a vision reset. God, I want. I don't want a fresh vision. I don't want a new vision. But God, I want you to reset, amen, your original plan in my life today.